I was thinking about this, like in years, would it be cool or not cool for your daughter to say my dad got thrown in jail for smuggling weed? It'd be, I wish my dad would have. That would have been rad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could like tell people that, but like, hey, this is my dad. And be like, I was like, oh, and they'd shit. be like this, the one that got popped in the 70s for weed. And I'd be like, that's dude. <laughs> you know? Right. Cool. So this is Roasting Goat. I'm Bob Cook. I will introduce the co-hosts, Brian Babb. Hey, how are y'all? Nice to see y'all again. I can't see you. Uh, so we have another a, a special guest co-host with us today. Word, word. Bradley <laughs> Adams, what's up? I cannot see you either, but I am talking to you. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, and Anthony DiBernardo from Swig and Swine, uh, our first official guest. Yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> clap, clap noises. Um, so anyways, I guess we'll kind of, this is going to be the first episode of Roast and Goats. Sweet. Yeah, first actual. Yeah, yeah. so um, I guess I'll kind of explain why I wanted to do a podcast. I just kind of wanted to like document my middle age somehow. I just wanted to like something to be burnt in forever. I don't have any kids. I don't have any, you know, I just work and like kind of grind all the time. So I was, I just wanted to document somehow I could go back and look and that's like the, that's the cheesy answer. Um, I like why, that, did, why did you want to be on this? Uh, podcast, I, don't, I, I felt that it gave me, uh, some, some license for some creativity, got to meet some cool, getting to meet some cool people in the community that I've, I've known, but I've never actually sat down and talked with, um, shooting the shit. I, it's, it's a good time. Cool. Yeah, I'm look, looking forward to it. Bab is a, I think he's going to turn out to be a very good um, writer. So I'm probably going to be pretty screwed without him. So in the future, if he ever has to drop out for a, a show or two and it, they suck, that's why. Um, my buddy Brad is here with us this week. The sort of the intention of the show has always kind of been to just me, friends of mine, people I think are fun, doing fun stuff, just kind of sitting, sitting around the living room, shooting the shit. Um, you know, having a beer or a Pax or a cigar or whatever. Um, so Anthony is here with me today. I appreciate you being here, Anthony. You want to just quick, quick overview while you're here? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, I figured this would be my breakout. I figured you guys would do it. <laughs> yes, About time. Oh, yeah. We're going to make a success out of this. Be it. Yeah. I got some bad I mean, I had, you news. Know, man's been riding <laughs> the shadows for so long now. I mean. well, I'm like, this what? is it. This is the launching pad. Uh, what is Swig and Swine? Well, <laughs> all right. Well, apparently he's serious, so... We, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to, um, I'm not very good at the Segway thing yet, so. Well, Anthony, I, um, was a neighbor of yours at the Glass Onion, I think with the first Swig and Swine that yeah. you opened. Uh, I remember, um, we were your home office for a little while over there while you were getting everything set yep. up. charged me for every cup of coffee I had to. <laughs> Did we really? Yeah. Oh, dirty, I'll never man. forget it. Dirty. I think I, we're figuring out why Anthony's on the show. Oh, it's <laughs> retribution. <laughs> well, um, so, I, you know, I got to see the place kind of getting built from the ground up. You, uh, walked me through a couple of times, uh, when you were first getting it put together, uh, I was always fascinated um, by what was behind the thinking of building your kitchen in the front parking lot, essentially with the smoker and everything. Like, why it seemed like uh, something kind of out of the box. What was your, your thinking in that? Well, we just wanted the visibility, mm-hmm. especially with, with Highway 17, with the traffic the way it is. We figured if we could get at least one of our smokers out there and get the smoke billowing out into the road, um, 
it would be a good draw and it worked out well uh city city threw us through some loops you know we we wanted the design to be a lot simpler than it turned out but the uh the permitting process was tough and they wanted that space to be what they call iconic and uh really cost us a lot more money than we were anticipating did you design the smoker yes oh absolutely so you from ground up like yep was your original idea the one you ended up with? Yeah, the smoker that was in there originally. That was a, a custom build from Gorilla Fabrication. Oh, awesome. So. That's super cool. I, I feel like that's kind of like a thing now. I, has it always been a thing? I guess it's kind of hide, hard to hide uh, barbecue pits, but making them like look cool now is using them as part of your landscape or whatever. I think that's kind of a cool thing. That it is. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of the, the, the tanks are coming along now. The old propane tanks are coming. We just built a trailer like that. But, you know, honestly, the more, <clears throat> the more you get into it, the more like Lang. Lang's mm-hmm. doing a good job. And, you know, they're the smokers. Is that, the, is that still the cream? I'm, I'm, so I'm not a barbecue chef, but I am like buddies with all the barbecue people except Sam Jones. <laughs> I don't know why he won't warm up to me now. He just won't warm up to me. I don't know what the deal is. Sammy. I, I don't know. I said it to Griff the other day. I saw him at um, Whiskey After Dark or whatever, and I was, he was standing next to Sam, and like I walked up, and Sam walked away. Who's, who, now, where, where is Sam at? Where does he work? Uh, Skyline. Sky, well, Sam Jones Barbecue Sam, now. His, da- oh, his Sam dad Jones. had uh, of Skyline. Skyline, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's like generations. Yeah. Like, right. what is, third I mean, generation. Third yeah. generation. Yeah. The, yeah. Chopped, the chopped pulled pork king. It's my favorite. It's I also, my favorite chopped sandwich there is, hands down. It, I didn't understand pulled pork. I still kind of am not a huge pulled pork guy. Being a Yankee, I know I'll, that if you subscribe to the show, you just unsubscribe. Um, thank, thank goodness. But, <laughs> but uh, I just never really got the pulled pork thing. It's just to me, I, I, I think it's just because it's, you eat it so much in working in kitchens, just like some kind of pulled pork that I, it never like had that, it was never special to me like we didn't grow up eating it mm-hmm. so when i had sam jones pulled pork that was when i was like oh cool now i get the the southern yeah. the, pulled, the pulled pork thing well i think even like a few years ago no no, no offense to your pulled pork it, yeah I mean, i'm just it, you know real happy i'm on the show and now all of a sudden sam <laughs> yeah, jones is the topic sam, no, no, no. <laughs> well let's be honest i mean we just didn't have anyone else to invite dude. <laughs> i don't even I'm know thinking. who sam is yeah. so don't worry yeah, about Ben him. didn't even know exactly <laughs> no, like, sam who the guy yeah. giving you the stink eye that's with a the... blissful ignorance i'm, I'm talking about <laughs> i love whatever. it but oh end, no i love anthony's um I'm, my anthony's well number one i love with the turkey i'm a turkey barbecue turkey nut it's always your go-to I, well, I have to get at least the turkey. And I remember the, the first time we ever went to Swig and Swine was it the beard club thing? Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was that club I, night. Yeah, it was when I first joined the beard yeah. club. and uh, When you were bald. Yeah, hell yeah. And yeah, actually yeah, thought yeah. you really were bald. That's, yeah. And I feel like it's really he, a spit he in the face. Yeah, yeah, but you don't understand. People like Anthony and I, the guys with hats on, like, we're really screwed. <laughs> like, you were just bald thinking it was cool. That's and now why, you have these amazing flowing locks. Well, that's why. So that's why I grew my hair out because... Jeez. I got sick of people like us because people. That's why exactly why I grew my hair out. I swear to God. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, dude. Give me, but see, look. Obviously, look look how well it worked. So I'm still getting shit because I was bald once because I did it once. Well, you're really funny. The other day, you came into the office, and we always like bring little accoutrements to make the office a little more homey. Wait, little what? Just things. (laughs) What do you call it though? Accoutrements. (laughs) Shoot. Yeah. This is another word for something. Okay. But um, so we, uh, we were we'll sitting in the later. office, and 
I'm sorry I'm on the barbecue edition. The Kuchri Mons I thought was something we could... Anyway, so I'm, we're sitting in the office, and I'm on the computer, and Bob comes in. He's like, hey, Bab, uh, got, you, got you a little gift here. Okay, this is, my little, this is what I got for the office here, right here. Okay, here you go. And I, I turn around, he's got, he's got a bag of combs, just random-sized combs. His hair is slicked back. He's like straight out of the shower. And I'm like, thanks. I'm like, first of all, Scott, our owner, he's bald. Uh, we have a, a, a woman that uh, Susie that manages there, and then there's me. He's like, and this is the best. I thought po- you were about to say Susie was bald. I was like, she's going to be so <laughs> Susie pissed. Susie is actually that. bald, if you know Susie. But uh, so he and he also has a can- like a canister of pomade. He's like, this is the best pomade in the world, right here. This is the best pomade in the world. And then oh, I'm shit. like, it and I'm looking at his hair, professor. and his hair is like slicked back. I'm like, yeah, it's looking good. I'm like, is that what you wore today? Man, was coming in. Huh? He's like, good. he's like, no, nah, man, I put some coconut oil in it earlier and i was like oh okay i'm like well i think i might take this pomade home he's like just go buy your own uh, okay. it's for the office bro come on don't hey, make me repeat this is office myself. pomade that's a good story i like that oh you know the other one of the other reasons i'm sorry anthony we'll get, but we'll get right back no, to you're good. uh the one of the other reasons i started this podcast is because um working at Eben's Ost, uh when richie died i was you know we were friends with richie i know brad you and i yeah. were um, was a very, it was a really, it was a sad, a very sad thing for myself. I, I know that. And I know Scott, everyone had a hard time. Everyone, everyone loved Rich. And, um, you know, the, the funeral went on and, uh, Sam, I can never pronounce his name, Caglione from Dogfish Head. Yeah. Called us and said, Hey, hey I want to come by before you guys open and just have a beer with y'all, um, for Rich. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, All cheap. the employees that wanted to go have a beer that wanted to. Um, we all stood around in a circle and toasted to Rich, uh, and then told stories about told stories our our favorite funny story about Rich, and um, I thought that was so it was so cool. I want that to happen at my funeral, and then I was like, why can't we do that? Why do we have to be dead to do that? I thought that was I think that's and I think that's really cool, and that's kind of one of the other reasons I wanted to do this podcast. And you just thought of this randomly when we were talking about ball guys. I don't know how I transitioned to that. I dig it though. Yeah. Cool with that. So before yeah, your yeah. funeral, we can let all the stories out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm we're going to let them out now. I'm I'm ready. Ready. I can't wait. Anyways, I, I got some good bobs. I just wanted to lighten the mood up there, guys. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wow, this is a real party. So, yeah. yeah, this podcast is dope, huh? I'm glad you're here, Brad. Totally radical, man. Um, so where were we here? Oh, I got some more. So you were talking right. about being neighbors with Anthony. I am also actual oh, neighbors yeah, 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 yeah. with Anthony. Yeah. We both represent the same hood. I'm not going to say it because I don't want all the fans flocking to our neighborhood. And I'm also pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly who Brad is and where he lives. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sitting beside him and I still don't know. I mean, this is not like coming I mean, out I mean, nationally, guys. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Like, it's, I mean, there's no other place to live in Charleston. So Brad is probably going to pop in and out of being a, one of the co-hosts that will replace uh, Jamie or Bab or whoever. I, mean, I just want it to be like, no kidding, random like how it used to be at your grandpa's house. People just stopped in and shot uh, the shit for a little while yeah. and we had guest hosts. And if Bab's not here, um, the whole thing's going to go to shit. But other than that, that's kind of what I want the vibe to be. That's a good vibe, bro. Sorry, t- hey, no, I took no, a shit on your good. story. Yeah, but. yeah, no. So Anthony and I are neighbors. We're in the same neighborhood gang. We actually have a, I don't have a golf cart, but there's a golf cart gang. <laughs> Anthony just joined it. Are you it. part of this thing? Yeah, he's part I of am, it. I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah he oh, got his. Yeah. He's got, he's got, he went and tried went to one-up. Yeah, he went to one-up, though. He got the fancy color on it. Oh, shit, not, the, got, not got, the white or cream oh, no. or whatever they he call it. He got that junk. Tell him your color. 
Mint green, sparkle, oh, sparkle, mint green, sparkle, mint green. But it's OG. It's like it's it's the eighties one, or oh, the yeah. early nineties, or whatever. It's oh a, shit! Like 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 a um. It's like a nineteen ninety eight El club Camino. Car. What's a club? Oh, like club? like actual yeah. club car, like the one that yeah, says club but car. Like uh, old yeah. school original paint. Oh, that junk like, is so I hard. I don't even know what that means. It's bad. If we get a website, I'll we'll put pictures up on the website. Oh. Yeah, but that's a. Big do you have them on your Instagram? No, no, no. This is just what we have. Well, we have a neighborhood gang chat and that's the only place there's probably pictures which yeah. i could pull up but so anyways one night <laughs> i'm like you know this chat goes on about just dumb bs all the time <clears throat> i mean you know it's just a bunch of married dudes that are bored this exact same thing yes just happened. yeah, that's, yeah. Right, yeah we exactly. just can't afford these microphones and <laughs> so all of a sudden i get a picture on it and it's anthony like holding up a beer and i'm like damn anthony's out on the front porch and i was like the hell it was my front porch and i was like <laughs> Uh, I leaned over to the wife. I was like, I think Anthony's on our front porch. <laughs> and, and as I like peeked out the blinds, I see him zipping off in his new candy green. Oh. And I was like, oh, junk. So I had to get on the chat. And I'm like, I had to hit up our boy Chad. Chad's got a pimped out one. Like He's got the rims and all, oh, neons shit. and all. You know what like I mean? Like the like novelty tires and oh, shit? He oh, yeah. he owns a Chick-fil-A, so he's got real money. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that yeah. franchise money. Yeah, yeah. He's six-day paid. Mm. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, Chad, I was like, I think Anthony's coming down with the cart. Well, Chad wasn't home. So I was like, yo, come back and pick me up. We'll send him pictures from his front porch. <laughs> so we straight broke into Chad's joint. <laughs> Took pictures with his fire pit and all kinds of stuff. In he's his out, house. He's out to dinner with yeah, the family. Yeah, he's out to dinner with his family. And he's like, pictures of us kicked back yeah, on his he's porch. Like, Did uh, you just go in? You should have just gone into his house. Oh, we could have. Every, yeah, every <laughs> light was on. But every I mean, light was on. Yeah. So then he brings out his cart and like, yeah, we had neighborhood cruises. So that's yeah. how. Oh, shit. And plus, me and Anthony know each other. I got a while. My nephew was in his son's Cub Scouts growing up. Yep. And we'd link up on like uh, camping trips and stuff like that when I was out with the nephew. And um, I figured the other bearded guy probably had something in common. And uh, we've kind of known each other through there. Yeah, I, did, I, I don't, I'm sure that I didn't introduce you two. No, nah, we knew each no. other. It's, it's been years. It's been before that, right? Yep. And Bradley's, yeah. Bradley's teaching me how to lose weight with tattoos. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I explained this. to him in the neighborhood. So it turns out. So I don't cook. I actually, um, I'm an insurance agent. Oh, yeah. Okay. And just, yeah, just, I own an insurance agency, uh, 20 years coming up. But Heart, I like West the, Ashley AF. Word, word. Represent what? A&A Insurance. <clears throat> Plug. <laughs> um, free quotes all day, holla. So, so anyways, all right, back to reality. So I love to cook, though. And Bob actually, you know, that's how Bob and I met through the old Cypress days. That's how hey. Anthony and I met, you know, food, this and that. But... It's always been one of my – Bob actually taught me how to cook whole hog. So a lot of times in my driveway, we'll cook a whole hog, we'll do something. And Anthony came over. What's a shirtless activity? You have to be shirtless to cook a whole hog when you're drinking oh, right. beer. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things. I don't think Anthony uh, he, full no. on agrees to this one. No, no, he did. He yeah. understood. At the house. It's hot as hell at our house. Yeah. Maybe that's and, why – is that why you got rid of the whole hog ones up in Somerville? <laughs> What's that? No, we're talking driveway cooking only. Oh, sure. right. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't shirtless at the swig. <laughs> Dang, son. Pack Sometimes. It. <laughs> uh, okay, there we go. So anyways, I explained them once because I'm, I'm not a skinny lad. I mean, none of us. Well, you're skinny now, Bob. But I'm not. I'm not skinny. I'm pretty. Yeah. I'm, Bob, you're wasting away, you're bro. Skinny, no, come on, you're skinny, dude. You're wasting away. Come on, come on. Come You've on. got a one, don't you? You start with a one now. What's a one? A uh, 100 and something, bro. No. Oh, no, no, no. Fuck no. No. Okay, I didn't know. You look very skinny. I was up to 280. Anyways, I explained because I have... 
more tattoos than I should. Anthony's got some, a bunch of, all these neighbor guys have tattoos. Well, our one neighbor, Mean Gene, he's got no <laughs> tattoos. And he's the fattest. So when he took his shirt off, his wife's like, Gene, like, damn, bro, like, you're so fat, you know? And like, everyone's like, oh, shit. And he's like, man. And he's like, man. And I explained to the neighborhood, I said, you know why no one calls us fat? Because we're covering tattoos on our upper body. Right. You can't be fat. You're just a tattooed guy. You're not the fat guy. Right. So now Mean Gene. Like Matty Matheson style. Yeah, exactly. Mean Gene's got no tattoos. He's the fat guy. At the pool, at the neighborhood, at this. So I explained to Anthony. Anthony's like, damn, I got to get some more ink. I'm tired of being the fat guy. Yeah. So Anthony, so... Back, you know, with, when you had that smoker design, I know that your uh, your whole idea behind the restaurant was to have fresh barbecue are coming off the the, the smoker like twenty four seven. So you'd have somebody out there at four in the morning, like cooking barbecue, like overnight. Yeah. And for a long time, it was you. It was me on a when, cot. When you first right. opened up, did were you like, what have I done? Or was it ever like, is this? No, because I mean, you know, when you're a kitchen guy, you're a kitchen guy. So yeah, you got that mentality. Yeah, you're you're like, I'm the, gonna fucking make this. Yeah, work. you're in the trenches, and mm-hmm. especially when it's your your living. I mean, there's no option. You know, so you just you just get in there and, and do it, whatever it takes. When I feel uh, that for sure. Well, I mean, I remember like so right when it when Spring and Spine first opened, I worked at the Glass Onion, and I um uh. Would, we're, we're getting calls from people every once in a while. Is the glass mm. onion on fire? Yeah, because a couple of times things went down in the on that smoker outside. Yeah, well, it was funny because the smoke at nighttime, the smoke would blow behind the buildings and come back up behind the glass onion. Oh, so it looked like it was actually. And like people would drive up from down the, the road <laughs> and call the fire department saying glass onion was on oh, fire. Yeah. Many and they, times. And they would run to the scene and I'd be like, nope, it's just me. <laughs> that happened to us at Burger Night quite a few times the first few. Do you ever do Cypress Burger Night? No. Is that ever a thing in your life? Every Monday for me. <clears throat> yeah, it was a couple it would be you know we did them on the wood grill. That's my like only open like a wood fire station I've ever worked at. But uh, the smoker, I mean, we'd do like 380, 400 burgers a night, and it would, someone from the venue, I, one time someone called and said, I know that I've, that I've said this before, but I really think your, uh, f- your place is on Cypress fire this time. Right now. <laughs> it was like so much smoke. So I, I feel like this is probably, we're talking about fire, we're talking about Anthony. I got to ask, why the hell your places keep burning down, bro? Hey, like Rodney told me. Okay. You don't have a legitimate barbecue place until you burn it down. How many times? <laughs> Just once. Each well, one. That's, that's, that's when you're legit. Somerville's the only one that burnt down. Oh, I yeah, know. you just had a there, There's been multiples at West Asher, yeah, though. But As an insurance never man. Never burned down. Boy, I'm glad me and you ain't I mean, friends on that level. <laughs> honestly, though, like, I know barbecue guys catch a lot of shit for, like, for, the, for the fire Catch a lot stuff, of heat. But catch a lot of heat. Yeah, I'm so not punny. Um, that's why I can't wait to get Kevin Johnson on here because he's the punniest dude. He's the it, Punisher. Oh, he. Oh, um, it's so bad. Dad, and it's like all dad joke shit. Um, but you know, a lot of that stuff is almost as likely to happen in a normal commercial kitchen. Yeah. You know, so like I just feel kind of bad for the barbecue guys sometimes because it's like people are like, "Told you so." Everyone, do you feel like everyone wants but to say, "Told all, you that shit was going to happen"? Or? Yeah, but it's all you know. Honestly, it's all operator error. It really is. I mean, had I been there. Because it's been overnight stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, had your... I been there, I'd have been able to combat it and yeah. put it out, you know? But, I mean, a lot of people, they, they panic, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't know what to do, and 
you know, when it comes to fire and they panic and they do the wrong things, like open the doors to the smoker to see what's burning. Well, that's the wrong thing you do. Right, Let right. oxygen you know? in. Yeah, on the just fire. keep it all closed and it'll smother itself out. And that's that's what happens. Yeah. People, you know, they don't, you know, and they are trained. And we train them and we walk them through the process. But when it comes to that situation, they panic. I'm panic sure. sets I mean, in. Which I can see that, though. I, I mean, it's happening like thing. you're yeah. at work yeah. and the joint's on fire. You're I already mean, taking a nap. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's already yeah. three in the morning. And like. We had to send a guy home a few, I guess a few months ago now. But we caught a hole in one of our gas lines behind, the, behind our biggest range. And it caught on fire because it was right next to like a low boy. And it was spraying flames. And, you know, I luckily was calm enough to go shut the gas off. But one of my guys like had to basically had to go home for the day. Cause he was so like, he just like kind of shell shocked. I'm not, I don't mean that to sound negative, but he was just kind of shook. So shook that he just, he was like, I can't do anything else today. So yeah. I, I, I get that whole like that. I think it sounds like yeah, a cheap no, I mean, excuse I get to it, go but it's, you know. Yeah, he was hungover. Yeah, so I'm sure you know, you know what to do, though. Yeah, yeah. probably. Bro's I'm, wife I'm such was a texting sucker. him and yeah. was like, He got me. Yeah. That fire, I've been cooking on the grill all day, but that fire that was not a I'm a badass cook, but that junk had me shook up. He is, too. He probably, yeah, he got me. He actually just called I saw him at the record. He actually just called me after that. I was to tell him we told that story on the on the podcast. John Holmes. He'll be listening. I don't know. He's him and technology. He's not one of those technology guys. Aren't you gonna play it over the loudspeakers at your job? No. Why? Yeah, we, we're gonna put this in the restaurant Edmonds yeah. Oast instead of music on a loop. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is and unaffiliated with Edmonds Oast, you guys. Oh, I know. Until they give us a cent, but everybody's gonna be Scott, playing it. Scott, pay up, dude. <laughs> no, for real though, I would love to get this thing sponsored to like just not make money but not have to pay for it. That'd be dope. Or wouldn't that be fucking could. awesome? I think it'd how be hard is that? Is that impossible? Money. Well, I no. mean. You know, we just got to get some people to actually listen to it first. Is anyone going to listen to this besides help. us? So so one. far, we've had and, and Chris, me, you. Yeah, we're we're probably gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna come out the gate with ten. Whoa, yeah. Then once huge. I get behind it and start pushing it, yeah. Once we get that swig and swine joint, yeah. dang right. We need to get the um. We need to get, we need to make those like uh, the things you get whenever your name's in the paper. They send you the emails about the plaque. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chris bought one. We got one right there. Chris bought one. <laughs> That's you know awesome. they're like they're like nine hundred bucks. Yeah, we should get those made for being on the show, it's so huge. that way people can push. Yeah, it. an award, gorilla, gorilla market. So, this shit. besides my fake question about the fire, what do you think? So I feel I oh know I had to. Sorry, I'm an insurance guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it does no, stress yeah, yeah, me yeah. out. <laughs> um, I feel like you have done very well with branding Swig and Swine with you and your employees. As much the food. Let's just say, for instance, say if you're on Instagram and you follow. Shay New or home team in your, you know, it is amazing pictures of food, which you also do. But I feel like you've really gone in and branded like yourself and you. Yeah, I respect, being, I respect that a lot. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you totally. being swig and swine, you being approachable, you being, but also your staff, you're uh, constantly posting like, you know, I, I don't team know member team Tuesdays. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's the dishwasher or the cook or the exec or you or that, you know, it's not bullshit either. It's yeah. not like, it's not like, here's a picture of Tom. It's yeah. like, it's it, like, you, you know, can tell I, that you give a yeah. fuck. But I know? feel like it's like, you've done the best job out mm-hmm. of, and we had some great barbecue places and I'm friends with most of these guys, but except him Jones. I mean, if dude wants to sponsor this and send me free <laughs> chopped sandwiches, I'll be friends with Sam. <laughs> that chopped sandwich is dope. Yeah. It's gangster. So, but yeah, it's all good. And so, <laughs> Sorry, Bob. um bob's <laughs> had two beers and now he's crazy no 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 <clears throat> so yeah i don't know man i just feel like did you purposely go out and because you've really pitched it as 
you and your staff rather than just food. And the food does speak for itself, but you know what I mean? But you're very 50-50 with it, where some of their places are only like, let me get my 8,000 likes on, not my dishwasher, but my professional Instagram picture. Well, I mean, for me, it's an easy explanation because it's, Swig and Swine has always been about the whole experience. Mm -hmm. From the minute you walk through the door, you're greeted with a smile, a handshake, you're taken to a table, you're served, you're served well. The food, hopefully the food's good. Hopefully everything matches up at the end of the day, food and service. So, you know, to me, it's about the whole experience. And, you know, I love the guys at home team. I love everybody in the barbecue Mm -hmm. world in Charleston. And that's, you know, I used to take my son to play drums at uh, the Blues Jam at West Ashley on the open mic nights on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there and I would watch everybody come through the line and, you know, they'd walk through that cafeteria style line, the quick service, and they'd get to their table and they'd clear their table and they'd get up to get their own drink. And that's when my wheels really started turning. And I'm like, okay, how how do you take this, you know, because they're doing killer food. How do I take this killer food, mix it with a bar, because they had a great bar too. Yeah but then yet deliver full service at the same time. And that's really how everything came together with Swig and Swine. And next time you're in the West Ashley location, if you look, the carving block is set up because I knew I was going to be on the block at all times. I can see the entire restaurant from the carving block. Oh, wow. Because I knew that there was going to be times where I'd have to manage the floor too. And, you know, so, you know, if table 34, the, the, the booth closest to the hostess stand, if they had needed a sweet tea refill or a new beer, I could see that and I could, you know, get them help or right. I could read, you know, you'd been to business long enough, you you learn how to read body language, even yeah, if it's totally. from the kitchen. You know what's going on in your dining room. So you're you're ready to sleep on a cot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's and that's what it is. It, it was yeah. it was all about like that. you know survival, really. It's yeah. it was survival mode from day one. Yeah, that's just awesome. Everything I had, you know, so I mean just the quick backstory is um, you know, I was at uh, Rita's on Fowley Beach, operating partner down there. And the Halls guys came down and they bought it out. And I just, you know, I love them, but I didn't want to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like a three month uh, contract with them to where I trained their guys how to run the place. And then it was time to bail. And so during that three month contract, I had written in there where I'd only do 40 hours a week, which was, you know, obscene to us. So, but I would—that's vacation so life. For it's you. vacation life. So yeah, I had yeah, yeah. I had some free time. I don't, so blame, I don't blame you a damn bit. I started shopping properties. I found the place in West Ashley and got the lease together. Paid it a, a couple visits and had some graph paper sketched out the whole place on graph paper. And uh, Steve from A Two Queen, him and I have been friends for about fifteen years. He got wind that I was leaving, and he had another opportunity downtown. So he gave me a call to see what I was doing. We had lunch. Pitched him the swig and swine idea. Him and his son came in. They each put up, you know, 25 each cash. I had 15 to my name, you know. So I borrowed 35 from my parents and uh, put up 50. Nice. And we opened, went to the bank for the rest, and we opened the first swig and swine. Hell yeah. Dude. So, I, that, and that the, thing is, that's oh, right. Sorry, go ahead. No, so, so, the fun, so the funny story is December, this was in September that we signed the lease. December, nothing had been done on the inside, it was still rubble. I walked my parents through. They came down to visit, and they went home. We opened in May. In June, we had our grand opening party on a Sunday. I think it was ended up being Father's Day. And we were, I had my dad in there, and we went up to the bar, and we ordered a drink, and we were standing there. And he looked at me. He's like, you son of a bitch. He's like, I got on this plane in December, and I looked at your mother, and I said, we just lost $35,000. Damn. 
He said there was. We walked out of here with thinking there'd be no way in no hell shit. you would pull <laughs> this off. Damn. I mean, obviously you've thought about this. So even your own father thought that was gonna. Oh yeah. Happen. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's, I mean, because I mean, you—that's you, you saw the place every day. I mean, it was yeah. number one detail. It was a shithole. Number, number one, one auto detail. Number one detail. Oh, yeah. And then some guy came in that was going to build a Key West themed daiquiri bar. <laughs> yeah. And tore this, it apart even more. This, and left this it. motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, it, like he, it was insane. Like so, they ended up like I mean, having some crazy divorce and and losing funny and they. It was just never going to happen, but it just became a tow lot for glass onion cars. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> right? And that was fun. That's yeah. cool though, so but that, it's, but yeah. it's dope. Your pops even went in, but that's but you know that's awesome. You know, like that's mm-hmm. such a dad thing. I know you you and I are both dads, yeah. but it, it's such a dad thing where it's like, all right, dude, you need this. I believe in you as my kid. Right. But him even knowing, like, you yeah, know, probably, probably as soon as you left, no, he, looked, get, he looked over to your mom and was like, damn. I had to 35. I had to call I had to call all three of my sisters because that's all the money they had. Right. So that money was everything that was going to be left to me and my three sisters. So I had to get their permission too. In Jeez. order to borrow the money, where so, are you from? Yeah, uh, South Jersey. I, I feel like I just outside that. Philadelphia. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, I knew that. I have a question <laughs> about the, the 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 branding thing that um, Brad was talking about. You know, I think you do a really good job with your Instagram with the food and with the um, the staff. How do you feel about yourself being the brand? How do you like how internally? Like, if you if you don't mind getting like like talking about so emotions or whatever. It was never. It was never. Just, I honestly didn't set out. That's the best kind, though, is to, when that to happens. To do that. How do you, do you recognize, but you, do you recognize that in your day-to-day thing? I do, and I, and I didn't recognize it until, you know, maybe three years ago when we first thought, or four years ago now, I guess, when we first thought about opening a second location. You know, we were, one of the topics was, well, how do we, you know, we, we were going to take our your brand, social media and give it to our marketing company that we had just hired and let them run it. And they were like, you, we can't do it. They're like, he, he's already created something with yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, it would just look fake to people try to are, do yeah, it now. They're yeah. like, people, people are connected. Would notice it, yeah, it wouldn't be as family or as organic, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's what it is. They, they were connected. And, and that's when I first clued in on the fact that I had let people into the backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, let them in from yeah, the get-go. A, I, it feels very inadvertent, uh, Having seen it start, yeah. yeah, you know, now like when you step in, it's just kind of it feels very natural. Well, you know, but it never yeah. felt unnatural. Which well, I like also respected. like with your, you know, with your son's gigs, you know, he's he's a, he's a drummer, and you would post not because you don't have a personal page, correct? correct? Not Instagram, you would, no. right? You would post from Swig and Swan, just like mm-hmm. chilling on the side stage of your son playing drums, and you know it's. I mean, not knocking any other accounts, but you don't see that. Most right. other restaurants, mm-hmm. that is a restaurant page. Right. There is no post of all, you know, a I think sometimes people forget that. Or, a, you know, it is strictly, this is our dishes as a business. I tried and to I, tag something. Yeah. Uh, I tried to tag Anthony and something on Instagram the other day, and I was like, surely I'm friends with him on Instagram. And then I was like, no, wait a second, it's, it's, just, it's, that yeah, page. it's just the page. It'd I think be, it's super cool. Yeah. So, you, like, you are this enveloped, you're, like, you're, you know, we think Swig and Swine is the brand, but it's almost, well, I don't know what's bigger. I don't know if you want to hear that or not. No, I mean, it but, is what it is. I mean, I, I appreciate it, but. Yeah, it's I mean, it very, never, very, very cool. It didn't, it didn't start that way. I mean, it was just, you know, it was. I think that's why your branches are successful, too. Like um, I th- your your whatever you call them the the franchises or not franchises yeah, yeah. how many Swig and Swine do we have three do you have right now three okay yep. one in Somerville mm-hmm. Mount Pleasant and West Ashley excellent so. um, do you find that as you're opening more locations obviously you being such a uh, paramount 
part of the business and your face and you being there and that sort of thing. How often are you just having to get, drive between locations to establish presence? I do. Are, I do a lot of driving. I do a lot of driving, and and that I'm in. I'm in the process of probably one of the biggest professional changes of my career, mm-hmm. and that's from going from working in the company to working on the company. Right. Stepping away from the day to day. Yeah, so instead of being in the trenches, now I'm hovering mm-hmm. and more managing and more, you know, just overall. You can't do it all. No, you can't. And that's the hardest thing, as you know, you know as well as I do, mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're I in know, the kitchen. I went forever saying, like, I don't say no. Yeah. And then, like, people started finding out, knowing that. And I love it because I love, you know, I love, I love people. You know, that's another reason why I'm starting the podcast. I love people. I love, and it, it works out that it networks too, but I love people so much. I just never tell anyone no. And man, I just, that's come back to bite. It can come back to bite you in the ass too, right? I just work. I mean, I just work so hard. If I, I mean, I would stack things. I mean, I mean, you know, Anthony and I see each other at all these, all these places. I ran into Jacques Larson the other day and he goes, Jesus Christ, do you do more events than me? (laughs) I was like, I just don't fucking tell anybody no, man. Yeah. I, I say yes all the time. I'm like, I'm finally now like being able to go, man, I just don't. And I'm actually, it's actually schedule management. Yeah. I've I found like managing, just managing your schedule better and just figuring out a way, I guess it's, it's growing up or whatever, but you know, really figuring out a way to, <clears throat> you don't have to tell people no, it's not like a no, I can't do that. It's like, Hey, it's, it feels better. You know, I can't stack a something that close to another. I have to be at my restaurant. Working you know I mean? like smarter, that's... not more. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's a thing, you know, with any industry. Yeah, for you sure. You know, I mean, if... I want this industry also to, like, be sustainable. You know what I mean? And I, anything I can do to make help this industry be sustainable, I want to do it. I don't know what... I don't know what that is right now other than let people know I want it to be. Podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. But, I like, I think... I love that you... you that you are... That you realize that. You yeah, know I mean, mean, it's a lot of chefs they grind so connected. hard that they stay in that on the cop mode for their whole lives, and it's like Jesus, how do you do that, man? Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm I'm almost forty now. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I just don't, I just don't see how I can. You can't do sustain. that shit for so long. No, you know what I mean? It'll it's kill like, you. It'll it'll kill you for it real, will, literally. Yeah, but you know, to answer your, your original question, Ryan, you know, I I try to hit, so I try to yep. do the circuit every day. So I'll, I'll leave my house. I'll usually start in Somerville, go to Mount Pleasant, then finish in West Ashley. You know, tour the dining room while I'm there, check on guests, you know, make sure. And that one, one of the things I'm in the process now is, you know, the hiring process. Oh, yeah. Trying to figure out a way to where I can meet these people before they end up in the stores. And it's so awkward to not walk into a store and not introduce yourself to somebody yeah. that's been there for three weeks. Yeah, right? be the owner that doesn't know the employees. Yeah. It's embarrassing almost. It is. You know, just because, you know, they may work at night, and I might not hit that store at night for a couple weeks. Right. You know, it's so mm-hmm. that's why I'm in the process now, trying to figure out how to how to shortcut that that problem. Right. That's a cool, I, I like that. That's, that's super cool. Like, I would like, you know, maybe we do like a orientation, and we put everybody together on a Tuesday, and I get mm-hmm. to meet everybody before they start, or... You know, or even if I know they're filling out paperwork, I love that I can, orientation shit. I think I, I think that goes so far. Yeah, that people that everyone wants to hate on it, but I think it goes so in, in a company like yours. It's like almost family can, owned. I think you can sell them on the mission, mm-hmm. like from the get go. Yep. You know, if they if they hear the backstory, I think it's a lot easier for them to buy in yeah. and have a little more passion. If they heard what, they what we just heard, how could they ever like fuck you over? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, that. Yeah. Would, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But like the idea of like. 
it's a little more difficult for somebody to 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 leave in like almost like in a personal way right. when they actually ha- have something they're dealing with as an entity rather than just like a, no, I, I, I just clock in and clock out. Yeah, I love that idea. You know, it's a big difference, and it humanizes everyone. You know what I mean? Come on, like I, no one wants to do that shit. If you if you don't give a fuck about not knowing someone that worked at your places, fuck you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Are absolutely. you shitting me? So like, it sucks being in that position that you're in, but you you don't have a choice. No. I mean, sometimes you just. Don't but I think them. it's fantastic that you give enough of a shit to like figure a workaround about that. You know what I mean? That's super. I think it, I respect that so much. So yeah, with owning a business and staffing it, there's so many different types of things that go into like controllables. I would say it's almost like a controllable. The idea of like who I'm going to have on my staff, how we're going to pay, what how we're going to staff the restaurant in general. The things that I think are interesting in the restaurant business are the, are the ways in which the, I I would say they're non-controllable, but it's the list that you get put on in this town. Like the the Condé Nast list or the Eater list or the top 10 essential restaurant list and that sort of thing. Um what how have you, you have you been on some of these lists and what do you think about them in general? We have um I don't take too much stock into them. Um you know a lot of these lists are just computer generated from people who have never even been in your place. They're looking through reviews, they're compiling, you know, all that kind of stuff but um, the only list that I was really excited to be on was uh, Robert Moss's Southern oh, Living Top fuck. 50. Yes. I mean, to me, yes. that's huge. I, I mean, I honestly didn't know bar- if you were on it or not. Yeah. So you are Barbecue oh, Bible. Yeah. Robert yeah. Moss is I mean, such, Moss is, he is amazing. Yeah. That's, and that's so, so, I mean, awesome. I take stock in that. You know, somebody like him who travels and puts the time in and eats at all these places. Hell yeah! And I to, wish more, I wish more people knew who Robert. I, I mean, like I don't know. I, oh, he's he's great. Oh god, he's. But I mean, so, that's so that's awesome. the list I take stock in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, because yeah. because it it truly is put together by somebody who's who's put the time in, done the research, traveled, eaten at all these places, and he feels that we deserve to be ranked among the top fifty. Right, and I would. And to I would, me, that's huge. He, he has a and he and he has a podcast. Do you listen to his podcast? No. Yep. Him and Hannah Raskin have a podcast. Uh, really? The window. He's off it now, but he, the whole, I, I don't know. Uh, it's probably not the first They're getting season. ready to uh, record an episode of The Winnow tomorrow at Charleston Wine and Food headquarters with Brooke, and Brooke's going to make pancakes. Oh, cool. That's Why don't awesome. I have any fucking pancakes? <laughs> you Dude, got a cheese board, bro. Where are my I mean, I fucking knew it'd be, pancakes? I knew it'd be Did y'all see that cheese board? Did That's you, the reason hey, I get this thing up. on the gram. Yo, get out. Hey. Roasting Goats at Roasting Goats Instagram. I want you all to see what we provided. It is Anthony. a nice cheese board. It's a nice it's cheese board. It's VIP, dude. Charcuterie. Very nice. Don't listen to him. That's a nice cheese board. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. It's an excellent cheese him. board. But um, I like that pancakes. green sauce that's on it. Yeah. That's, that's that whippity whip. I, I, I enjoyed uh, Robert's podcast. I, I mean, I still enjoy the Winnow podcast. Right. <clears throat> I'm not, a, I, I don't hate Hannah Raskin like everyone else does. I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I don't know how you go on record saying that, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I'm, you it know, it is what it is. It's news. It's got to be the hardest job to have in Charleston. I, I'm not defending her either, but, um, like that, the, the stuff that we don't realize is what the stuff that she does not in Charleston too. She's a very, very accomplished writer. Right. Like outside the, did you see the, um, I'm sure you probably were forwarded the, uh, the article she wrote for the LA Times about the chefs going to the, the, um, I did. I did, and we actually had some discussion on it this it morning. It was a great conversation starting. Yeah. I, I didn't. I don't. I have mixed feelings either way. And this, and you know, it's and and it, like I said, I, I'm on the board of directors for Wine and Food Festival. 
we had a board meeting this morning, and that was a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. And I left it at this, and that this was my two cents in that meeting. Which is more than two cents, by the way. Well, thanks. I mean, being a chef, you know, being a chef that's like, you're at a million of these things. I mean... You know, Jacques thinks that I do a lot. I think that you, no one does more fast, no, is on the road more than you are. Like, oh, like thank you. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I hope it's that you're proud of that and it's not a burden to you. No, I mean, I enjoy it. Um, but, you know, like, like th- this is the point I left today. The fact that I'm cooking in the main village on Saturday is not the reason that it's sold out. I mean, th- this thing is bigger than everybody involved. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we as chefs do this event, we know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. We know the workload that it's going to be. We know that we're not going to make any money doing it. But if you're smart and you know how to market yourself, then you can go into the main village on Saturday. You can personally feed 800 people in an hour and a half, and it will cost you less money mm-hmm. than a full page in Charleston Magazine, and you'll make some connections, and you'll you'll win some business. Absolutely right. I mean, it's, and of course, you know, this is the discussion that it starts is, you know, you can go a million different directions with staffing and whatnot, you know, because I ebb and flow whether I can do them or not on staff. Right. You know, and I'm sure that millions of chefs are on the same boat as me. So it's, I think it's a great conversation starter. So I don't want to hate Hannah for things like this right off the bat. You know what I mean? It's right, but also, too, the, you know, the article, I think it's important to point out in the article that, you know, it touched on Atlanta mm-hmm. wine and food. Well, that's owned by a person, and that is a for-profit event. event. Charleston Wine and Food is non-profit, mm-hmm. 501c3. Mm-hmm. You know, so there, there's no there's nobody profiting Oh, I'm sure that across the, the country... It's, you know, you're, you're kind of defending Charleston's, of course. Well, no, just in general. That article was, you know, there was a lot of examples, but mm-hmm. I don't, I think it's important to point out that some of the examples were for profit. Right. And some of the examples It's not were all the same model. Nonprofit. Exactly. Right. And having seen many of them, you can, you know, it's obvious that it's not all the same model. Some yeah. of them are, I mean, I love Charleston food and wine, you know, <clears throat> it's different because it's in your city because... You want to go out and do stuff, but you want to be in your restaurant taking care of the people that are coming right. in. You know that it, it's, it makes me too nervous to be out of my restaurant too much. So unfortunately, I don't get to enjoy Charleston wine and food like some other people do. Like a, like a visitor, you know, we get to enjoy uh, we Euphoria. Right. I love Euphoria. It's great. I I mean Morgan that runs Euphoria is such a she's so awesome. Again, no way I can say no to her. Right. Um, but we're not getting any money for it. We right. know the workload involved. Mm-hmm. We get taken care of well. We got to see drive-by truckers with like yeah. two thousand people at so a baseball field. You know, that was I mean, like... you pick your poison. If you're if you're gonna do, if you're gonna, I mean, nobody is making you participate in any of these festivals. Right. You're doing it on your own account, accord. Right. Right. So, you know, right. That, I mean, that's my defense. You 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 know what you're getting yourself into. And the don't, defense don't of the chef it. is sometimes you know that. If it's a bigger restaurant, they're making the chef do it that doesn't want to do it, which that does that does suck, right? You know, especially because you want to do a quality product, and you know, I think it's a great conversation starter. Yeah, I think it's I think it, I I, I kind of wanted to let it go, but I also kind of want to see it kind of bubble to the surface every now and then. You know what I'm saying? No, I think it'll be. Um, I, I think it's going to spark a lot more conversation in the future. Oh cool, yeah, me too. And I, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had, but not for the reasons that some people think it does. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, you know, Charleston wine and food is so much different than any. The, none of them are the same, so they all kind of have their 
things that chefs appreciate and don't appreciate about them. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna. I don't want to sit here and name anything. Any of them. It's just how their businesses are set up to do now. Well, you, you know? even told me like Euphoria was one of the dopest events. You said you had been to, like you. You had a great time there. Oh, Remember, it's awesome. You I called mean, me afterwards that and we're yeah. like, yeah. I mean, and, and the yeah. reason like Charleston when I when I do Charleston wine and food, I'm like you. I, I don't really have time to enjoy mm-hmm. the festival because between the restaurants being busy, between me being busy at the three or four events that I do. There is no time to get out and actually participate. Right. But then when you're a tourist, you know, when you're a, get, a visiting guest at one of these events like Euphoria, then, you, you know, you, you see the other end of it and you're, you're mm-hmm. welcomed in with open arms and it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's very, very laid back. I mean, you know, Charleston Wine and Food, we do 120 events in five days. In Euphoria, they do 16 or 17. Oh, wow. that it is. In, Four days. That's insane. So it's a lot more intimate. You know, I like it because you see the same people at every event. So you actually get to build a rapport mm-hmm. with them. But and Greenville's cool now, man. And Greenville's cool. I love yeah. Greenville too. Yeah. Babs right. from Greenville, man. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's the thing about so everyone from Greenville knows about Greenville. When you talk about Greenville, when I'm like, dude, I like Greenville. People from Greenville, are like. Eh. I'm telling you, you don't, you're not from Greenville. You don't understand living in Greenville. It's not what it's not what you think. You 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 walk into an event called Euphoria, and there's the little baseball field. You mentioned. I remember they built that that out of a dirt mound, and then you see the little oh, there's the Is waterfall. From Greenville? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm no. I'm just in defense of Greenville. I'm just making this all. I was like, damn. Up. I was like, he's hardcore, bro. Now, anyway, so and you're and you're there, and you're like, okay, like this place used to be a shithole. Like, I mean, absolutely. When I mean a shithole, I don't even mean a shithole. I mean like it was just so mediocre and i've seen it build up and it I, you're nodding your head i don't care i live there i can speak yeah, on this yeah. no you're and totally, if you don't you live right. in charleston's the, done if, the same thing if you don't live in the the area of greenville that you get to like go and do your event in this night you you don't really want to be <laughs> i mean it's not that no it's not that it sucks right, right. it's just that the saying oh what a cool place it's like i can see why people go for the first time and and I go back, and I'm like, going, yeah, it's really Greenville's really grown up. They've been right, saying right, that right. since I was four years old. Greenville's growing up. Greenville's growing up. <laughs> Greenville's growing up. And I hear that to this day. And yes, Greenville. You, is you have to think that now, though, right? I left Greenville because Charleston is is I think a, a nicer place. And I know oh, that people. Oh sure. I I mean, <sighs> Greenville is growing up, Bob. I get that. I've yeah, been yeah. it's been browbeat into me, but I, I enjoy. How downtown has gotten into its its own place? It's it's definitely a much more nicer place. Yeah, to go you can tell out. that like the other side of the river is like the newer part, right? Right across Falls Creek. I mean, you can just tell like mm-hmm. when you're over there, you're like, oh, this is the new shit. Right? Yeah. Fall, so well, except for like the Duke's factory or whatever, uh, like you can tell that shit's old. So yeah, that Main Street area used to like stop well before that Reedy River Falls part. Right. Like that was Yeah, you can tell there was three little blocks. So yes, it definitely has grown. It's exponentially gotten cooler and there's been uh-huh. some like interest in putting cool things there. Um but it's it's I mean it's a it's a it's a nice place to go and visit for like a festival, but like there's not really much to do outside of yeah. that. You could take an Instagram picture at the waterfall. You sure can. And I was sitting at, like, so when I used to wait tables, it was funny. It's like people that are from Greenville take an insane amount of pride in being from Greenville, which I think is kind that's an, of That's funny. another thing I say, which I think is funny that you, that just per this rant, Greenville supports Greenville so much. Oh, they support it hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, they like, like, and like Asheville a, does. And there's absolutely nothing. I mean, I know this 
comes off as kind of negative, but let's just put things in perspective. I was waiting on a table back when I used to work at a uh, restaurant in Greenville. I was waiting on a table, and there was like 10 people, and they're all from Michelin, so France. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some people from Germany, just people the, from all like, over the Europe. The tire company right, yeah. factor. So, and there was like one guy from Greenville sitting at the table, and you could tell which guy was from Greenville. Like You just could because he was just repping on Greenville. And all these people are like from Paris, Munich. Were you uh, in Paris? No, this was in Greenville at a What's restaurant. A, yeah, but were you over, when you overheard this, were you embarrassed? Were you like, oh no, my God, I was not. Well, this is what I was embarrassed. That man is from France. This is, no, Stop no. trying to sell him our, <laughs> our podunk ass town. Now, hold on now. No, but in all honesty, like they're all sitting there, like, you know, just hanging out casually. Like, one guy's just like, oh, you're talking about traveling and, uh, you know, to some of the, the Louvre and like some of the sites and, and throughout Europe and these oh, castles God. and all these wonderful, like, I mean, just, I'm sorry. I think a couple of like the the wonders of the world gotten brought up like in this conversation. <laughs> and this guy just chewing on his like well done ribeye looks up and goes, "Oh, y'all been down in the waterfall?" <laughs> it's like I'm sure they've been down by the waterfall. I mean, just it's okay. Take me. <laughs> no, leave, leave the Swiss Alps to come to the Greenville waterfall. What is this waterfall? I mean, oh it's like just one thing if you're sitting at like you know like trying to you know and you got something to really say, but it's just like, yeah, the waterfall is great. They spent like <laughs> a couple mil on that little park. It's and no I, Louvre. I, I it doesn't really house anything. I mean, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Oh, I guess man. you won't be going home to Greenville anytime soon. No, I got to go back in a couple months. Actually, <laughs> I don't. Mind. When I go back, I like it though. There, I mean, there's some places up there that are really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they definitely they definitely have the infrastructure to do to be the city they want to be. So mm-hmm. I, I got news for you: this podcast is going viral before then. Yeah, and they're oh, not going to let you back in Greenville after those comments. You not go out to you eat get your shit stamped, bro. Where'd you? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be rough when I go back to Greenville. I know that I'm already getting so much fan mail from our yeah, pilot yeah, yeah. that hasn't even been published yet. That's that fucking goat guy. Yeah. Don't let him in. <laughs> What's funny is I look at our Instagram and like there's like there's a picture from this from the angle that I was taking this you and like there's my knee like we tried cutting you, you want out this of it. to go viral did we get <laughs> was the knee st- did, was his knee still in it so i mean i'm sorry this is a hard segue but it's but talking back on on the list and that sort of thing you you mentioned one list that you were actually proud to be a part of um and it was the the moss uh list um I've noticed that there's all sorts of algorithms that go into like creating these lists and that sort of thing and um I don't put much stock in it either. And I think that like people that are listening to this, if you're not from here and you're, are you're, you know, just go to your, if you feel pretty savvy about the restaurants in your town, just Google the top 10 restaurants in that town and see if you really even enjoy any of them. I mean, I, I to be very honest with you, I'm not saying that the restaurants well, that let's are on the slow, list. Slow your roll. Yeah. Cause I am on number, <laughs> number eight on fucking TripAdvisor right now. So, you know, so you, you just discounted me there. No, no, no. Hold on. Southern living. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It was good. No, I, I, mean, told, yeah, no, 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 I totally get it. Like I, I <laughs> the catch twenty two is what I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. If you're a on the list, you're glad yeah. to be on the list. And if you're not on the list, you're like, no. Right. If you're on the list, you're like going, of course we're on the list. Yeah, if you're not on the list. list, you're going, why aren't we on the list? I know. We just got kicked off the eater thirty eight. The eater essential thirty eight. Are you not on the heat map anymore? Well, no. I'm rarely ever on the heat map. <laughs> How many okay. uh, jalapenos do you? I have? never understood why you <laughs> yeah, had like a the, must eat. And we then just, heat we just map. got kicked off the uh, eater essential thirty eight, and I was I was kind of like, ooh, 
Like, man, that one like smarts a little bit, but when yeah, you make I it don't on, think I've like, ever been on that one, but no, I know. Okay. I was oh, because like, I hate West Ashley. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. There's lots of reasons like to the, to hate stuff. But I know I've, you got to make room for new stuff. But I have found, too. honestly, with TripAdvisor, once you learn how to work the system, it works to your favor. I mean, so TripAdvisor, the algorithms are all based off right. uh, um, activity. So if you like interact clicks, right? with your customer on TripAdvisor, you get bumped up the algorithm. So, you know, what we do, we, we do a comment card when you come in. We take those comment cards, fill them out. You give us an email. My manager of that store is he, he or she every night needs to respond to five to seven comment cards, good or bad. They send an email to that customer. They thank them for coming in. And at the bottom of their email is a link to TripAdvisor, and they encourage a review on TripAdvisor, and that slowly, slowly, slowly That's moved awesome. us up there. Wow! And you know, but wow. the tourist, the tourist to traffic that comes to Charleston, you have to play it, because so, it's it's a, a big tourist traffic, and they come in, and a lot of times they'll just go to TripAdvisor, and if you're on that first page, chances are they're going to hit you. It's something you don't want to think about that often, but you have to manage those pages, like oh, your yeah. Google page. And yeah. you're like, I was look, I was driving here today, and they just did an update for the um, Apple CarPlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really. So you get the Apple. So it pops up whatever map on it all the time. And I was pulling into a place, and I was like, oh, it doesn't say this place on. You know, it doesn't have a pin. I was like, oh, that, I should get my all the places I'm involved with on pins like that. You know, it's stuff like that you have to manage. Yeah. A little but bit. Tri- and, like TripAdvisor, trip yeah, exactly. If, if somebody a, leaves us a review, then we respond to their review. We thank them for taking the time to leave a review. That's awesome. You know, it's not generic. It's mm-hmm. not just copy-paste. It's our managers take the time and respond, and yeah. it's genuine. And, I mean, just the response that we've gotten. I mean, we have customers that will send me emails saying, wow, your manager sent me an email That's the awesome. same night I was in there for dinner. That's you super know, so cool. It's just that little I love bit the thought of, that goes into that. You you yeah. think like me, or you think from every angle, like cover your ass, every angle kind of shit. Yeah. I, I think like that a lot. I mean, not to. But that's and that's a lot of times how I'll find out about you know something that might be wrong in the restaurants if mm-hmm. I'm not there. You know, I'll see a TripAdvisor or a Yelp review or you know Facebook a Facebook uh, review, and that's so, how I kind of get a pulse on. It things. makes that shit handy. Like techno, everyone's I hate on technology, but it it, yeah. it definitely makes some shit handy. That's for damn sure. So you brought up I, you brought up Yelp. Um, I I think that there is a, always a love hate uh, relationship with res- uh, you know people that own restaurants and and Yelp. Um, some of it I think might have some legitimacy, but do you think that people that are you know restaurant people that are bitching about Yelp should just shut up and deal with it because it's just I think use it as a tool like we do or like I do. You know I mean use use it as a tool to you know because a lot of that stuff is legit. I mean if if somebody has a negative experience. They're not going to make it up, you know. They they something happened, right. whether they weren't greeted properly, or you know whether the ribs were tough. Something legitimately happened to piss them off, mm-hmm. to write that review. So you know, and I'll I'll reach out independently and I'll message them on the side. I'll get some more information and then I'll forward that information to whatever store it happened at, and I'll have those general managers reach out and try to win that customer back. Right, and and I, I and I understand. Absolutely, that sometimes uh, when you when you get a Yelp review, even if there seems to be some inconsistencies in the information that's in it, like that they didn't like a dish that you actually didn't have on the menu or things like that, yeah. and it's it's an outlier. It's it's rare. And there's and there's a lot of times they'll complain about a server, and I'll find the server and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it was you know the server did everything in their power 
to try to smooth things over. And that guess was just extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's not an infallible business. We're, we we make mistakes, um, and you know, and with Yelp reviews, I, I I do find that most restaurants that that I've frequented that I think are good places all tend to have a Yelp review that I think is representational of their restaurant. Sure. You know, they're four and a half, five. You know, four, four eight. Four eight, four eight. You know, they they definitely have like you know, I mean, an excellent reputation. So I, I think that sometimes though. Um, there's a there's a you know people like to scroll down to the one stars and two stars yeah. and as an as an owner or as somebody that just manages the uh, front of the house like I do, you know you you know that most people that will complain, uh, most people won't actually complain. They they just go silent and they just leave and they never come back. So right. to have one complaint, that means that's actually extremely valuable. Yeah, because it, it, it might only have. You might only get one review on a complaint, but it might have happened ten or fifteen times. You you never really know. Right. So we I, live in an age of reactivity. We're gonna react to that shit. I had I, mean? I had one case and and I confronted it head on. And that's you you sent me that list of questions and one of my what was the the fear question? Agreed. What was your irrational most well, there was a there was a question saying what was your is your most irrational fear? My roasted my my most irrational fear is confrontation. Like I do not like confrontation. No matter who, what, when, where, why, just don't like it. Dinner, this is three years ago. A couple at dinner, I recognized them from School of the Arts. They were with their daughter. They ate. I checked on them multiple times. Everything was great. Two hours later, a guy just gouges us on Facebook. Called him out on it. I tracked, tracked his phone number down in the School of the Arts phone directory. <laughs> called him up and was like, wait a minute. I said... I just left you. I, I was at your table three times to check on things. And you Everything was great. You d- just tell me. Give us the chance to fix it right then and there. And that's my biggest issue right, with Yelp right, sometimes. Right. A lot of those problems. And that's how I, you know, I train my managers and the servers to try to read body language, mm-hmm. you know, read expressions. Because a lot of those problems can be fixed on the spot. It's, yeah. it's a very... It's, it is an art that you that you learn just by default because when you're working in the front of the house, you you start to pick up on things about people that you just would not know otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it's like even toward the point where you go out with your restaurant with your parents or something like that, and they don't have worked in a restaurant, you're like, Dad, <laughs> quit asking if oh they have God. Parmesan peppercorn and don't raise your hand. <laughs> you know, like I mean, it, it's like it's it's just it's an interesting concept, like the idea of being able to. Um, understand where people are For going. Sure. And that there, there are some outliers. There are people that might be beyond saving. Like, I mean, the people of that you're like, give are. me an opportunity. Sure. Yeah. Some people, but I really, I think that they get the, this, the the minority is on that is definitely very loud. Well, here's like, the here, hold on, Bob. Before I you move on, can, did you punk dude, or what was his response when you told? <laughs> him? Oh yeah, that's happened? really what I want to know. Oh, he, I mean, I, was he like, "Damn, bro, sorry." No, I railed him through the chain. I like that. I called the I called the band director who we raise money for every yeah. year. I'm like, oh, just so damn. you know, this is happening right now. I'm not happy hard, about that, it. That junk's hard hitting. I like <laughs> yeah. that, man. Bitch. <laughs> that uh, um, we I think we can all agree that Yelp's the Yelp's problem is Yelpers. It's not the actual. And, and I think it's the younger generation because it's the younger oh, generation yeah. who doesn't know how to. Interact face to face. That could be. Everything's That's done via keyboard and computer screen. Yeah. And you know, we know, I mean, our kids, dude. Yeah. Yeah. They're 
it's so hard to connect with them right now. Yeah. Oh, I did want to, speaking of kids, I did want love. One thing I love that I want to introduce to the show at any time is when people like um, doing impressions, like griping about their parents. I love that shit. You like just impressions in general? Impressions oh, of like people impressions you don't know? in general, but like when people are like, like making fun of their parents, like my dad on the phone. Like when I do my my dad, the shit that annoys me about their parents, I cannot get enough of that shit ever. So anytime you ever get the feeling to do that shit, please feel free in oh my, my presence God. or on this show. <laughs> Your dad's a good one to do that shit with. I know he is. You've got a good my dad voice too. Oh, I do a good. I do yeah. a good Marty impression. Yeah, you do a good one. I like that. Bradley, your, your your buddy Bob's in the paper again. Yeah, or yeah, he he likes that one. His his number one. He goes. I walk in. He goes. B A, uh, what's all that kinky food Bob Cook's doing down there at that fancy place? And I'm like, well, Dad, like kinky. What are you talking about? I like it. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, Me and Brad I looked both at agreed. that menu and it's so kinky. And I was like, <laughs> Bob, this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I told I told Bob this, and I was like, well, Dad, like. What's kinky about Bob? Because I'm like, I'm thinking like my dad's like maybe hot for Bob or something. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, kinky, that your food's just so weird. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, it's okay. Just go down there. And my pops comes to Edmonds a good amount. Yeah, we pop yeah, in, yeah, they come in all And time. he loves it. But his like number one thing is, Anthony, he'll be like, he'll, we'll get back to the office um, and he'll be like, <laughs> It'll come Monday morning. Boy, that was a great time, but that damn Bob thinks of some weird food. <laughs> you know? He probably um, says, like, uh, we should have just gone over to Anthony's place and got, because he's, like, born and raised. Oh, uh, he loves, no, no, his his thing is, his number one, he still calls, so he still calls Mike's pl- uh, Mike Bessinger's place. He said, so, man, we could have just gone down to Piggy Park for, like, $8. <laughs> and I was like, well, Dad, that's why Mike Bessinger's, Bitching about being broke because he hadn't raised his prices in 20 years. See, that's what I'm saying about not knowing about chopped pork. Like, I didn't grow up with that kind yeah. of shit. You know I mean, I'm yeah, saying? my dad was going to Piggy Park. I yeah. mean, you yeah. know, yellow sauce. To yeah. him, to him like, it's not barbecue without yellow sauce. Yeah, well, Carolina mustard sauce. Yeah, I'm in total agreement, but that's just my upstate barbecue. See, and I'm the opposite. I can't, what's, I grew up on only yellow, but I, I have, to, I am more vinegar based. Yeah, that's what I like, but. It's just funny because he thinks like you're exactly right. He, I could have gone to SNS easily for this. <laughs> yeah, SNS. So Anthony, I, I could try to go to SNS for like six bucks, but I, yeah, we'll you, go damn, after this. Damn desserts. Yeah. I think that it might be a good. So, so what is your preferred barbecue sauce? Um, I really like our jalapeno. Yeah, jalapeno. Yeah. Jalapeno with some of the white sauce added to it. So like a, like a kind of the like Alabama white sauce thing mm-hmm. going on with jalapeno. Okay, excellent. No, so, we have our jalapeno red. Oh, and I then see. you take a, hit it. Bob yeah, knows what I'm talking about. You yeah, hit it yeah, with yeah. the jalapeno. Take, take a little bit of that Alabama white, mix it in. Yeah, dip yeah, your wings right. in it. It's, it's, like the, it's like that creamy. Dip your turkey creamy, in it. Yeah, yeah. And I do the wings. I do the, uh, what is it, Wednesdays? The 20, half, the off, half wings. off wings? Oh, man. I I don't, I usually embarrass myself with, <laughs> last time I, we you I had a whole, like, a whole table yeah. full. I think it was 48. They brought them all to the table. I meant to tell them to like put Well, you know how Bob's famous thing is, and he's been this way, we've been hanging out a long time. Bob goes out for wings and orders... Like an insane amount. An insane amount. He eats them, but then he orders the same insane amount to go and doesn't open them. <laughs> what I'm is like, it? the shame. Bro, he's always no, done this. No, See, no. I don't shame eat wins. leftovers. So, then, the, but the, here's the other thing they don't go, um, Stetson calls it counter food, counter wings. It never yeah. goes in the fridge. 
He you just, you he just, leaves it you out. You just eat he, it in the car. No, I just eat. No, it just doesn't come off the counter. I'm, we're talking uh, about fifty wings, Bab. I'm in not talking car. about some little. I'm not talking about like a fucking McRib. Yeah, this ain't the rookie bullshit show. I get it. But no, <laughs> the fifty wings and they don't leave the counter. They just stay on the counter the whole time. That, I do that Multiple show with days, too, like no yeah. refrigeration, and Bob just yeah, hard. swings them down. <laughs> There's so, I I have so many questions. I don't think we can keep Lindsay that speed long. round. Let's do the show. Um, so you order True store. You like to order. The identical thing that you eat at a restaurant to go only in wings? So like not just in wings. Oh, yeah, we went right. to the early he's bird right. last week and he did it. <laughs> it's not just in wings. So we were at Early Bird for lunch and bro was like, Man, I hadn't eaten yet today. So I thought he meant he was hungry. See, and a lot of people don't know this about Bob. He actually doesn't eat a ton hey, at go. one sitting. No, that's true. Like that's true. he will he will order a bunch and be like, Oh man, like y'all want he likes passing it around and taking yep. it home. But like the other day at Early Bird, he's like I've never been to Early Bird. He's sitting in my office, and I'm like, what What are you talking about? He's like, I've never been to Early Bird Diner. I'm like, we're going there for lunch right now. So we grabbed our buddy. We randomly went there, and Bob orders a burger with, like, six sides, and then he gets a... Extra onion. Oh, not just extra onion. Just all uh, onions. All onion. <laughs> Can you put my burger inside and of an onion? And he explains it the same way every throw time. throw it at me. I, I want extra onion, but uh, not like I've extra heard, like how most people would say. I want like the whole onion. So you, you and I know, have known each other for, for like all of an hour, yeah. and I've heard Bob tell me the exact same fucking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love onions. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Extra onions. I'm like, yeah, I get it. And he's like, no, I want a lot of onions yeah. on he's every that plate. With, I'm like, that's fantastic. Yeah. Have y'all done Asian ever together? He tells him the same thing, too. Oh, he goes, oh, yeah. like, I know like there's usually a hot but like, I want like what y'all think is hot, not yeah. like oh, no, no, not no. like the white guy hot. Yeah. Like I want it so like one time these dudes <laughs> thought he meant like heated up hot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I they brought him up, yeah. a jet fucking engine. Oh, is that pants fired? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> the, he's the, like, no, I meant spicy. And honestly, it didn't cool down. No for, eyebrows, dude. It didn't cool down for forty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was just, like fire coming out. Yeah, I was like, no, wrong, goddamn like, hot. Like wrong hot. I cool. wiped the fucking skin off yeah. my mouth. That shit was yeah. so hot. Yeah. It was hot. Uh, yeah, it was so. That was where was that that noodle house over by y'all? It was the one next to Outback. Um, it's got the secret Chinese Ashley. menu. Yeah. No. You got to ask him for it. You got like pig's noodle, feet and shit Rico on it. Noodle? Riso. Rico noodles. Rico noodles. I doubt it. <laughs> Riso. I, Riso. I don't. It's, yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Bob, you like to order repeat items at restaurants? That's weird. Oh no. So like, if I went, if I go out for wings, right? This is how I order wings. Because right, I like, like, for a chef, man, like, if if chefs are listening to this, they're like, this guy is. We're not like this. <laughs> so. If I go out for wings, right, I call Brad up. I'm like, yo, let's go out for wings for lunch, right? My plan for the day is to, like, come home and lay on the couch or play video games or do whatever. If, I, like, if that's the plan, I'll call up Brad. Go get some wings. I get a dozen wings. Say, I don't do that, though. I'll get a dozen wings for lunch, and I'll eat, like, most of them. And then I get, like, 36 to go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he does. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, dude. And so then you they just come said home. that, like, you, but then you stopped explaining. Like, well, so that's the, that's, that's step one. You... That's getting them to the house. All right. So <laughs> I got wings at the house. Yes, you did. 36. <laughs> three times. So 36 wings, they like, you know, whatever it's packed in, they usually doesn't like make it into the fridge. It, I just leave it on the counter. And I'll leave it on the counter for like a long time. Over and, a week, and then under when a week. I want them, like when I think that they probably shouldn't be eaten anymore, I'll just warm them up. Warm them up. I'll put them in the oven. What's that gonna do? Kill some. 
Oh, jump, dude. You're uh, lost, bro. We really, we want to go ahead and put a disclaimer out that the, the views in it, uh, on this show We need are to make a disclaimer explicit. for your rants we, we, and the shit that I we eat. We absolutely do not leave food out at the restaurant and just go, eh, let's just warm it up. If you think we do that, then don't come to my restaurant. Come on, man. Y'all know my shit's clean. Charcuterie plate, VIP. I just had some. Anthony, are you ready for the questions? I'm ready for the questions. All right, here we what go. The is... questions. We didn't even introduce the segment. Oh, my God. Wait, here we go. Zig, 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 zig. The questions. Ooh. I like that. All right, so, <laughs> so Anthony, you um, you enjoy the great outdoors, right? I do. And you like to go fishing. You like to go hunting. Uh, never been hunting. Never hunting. Nope. Okay, so more oh, of a never been fake hunting fishing for guy. Wow. See, I wouldn't have thought that about you. See, don't yeah, look why? at people. See, people think I do that shit. No, I like kittens. I'm just saying, all of y'all look you, you like guys. Me. I feel like we should be in a, a tree stand right you're now. You're stereotyping me. I am. I'm 100%. That shit happens all the time, right? I have a beard. I should be out there hunting something. Well, yeah. Your hat has camouflage on it. That's what I'm saying. So why you see me in a camo hat it's not with a beard? Totally and I should be hunting. But like you know, guys, so do like I apologize. Thugs I apologize <laughs> for a white guy sitting around. No, it's a cool bitch about stereotypes. It's cool, <laughs> except you fit Sorry, your dudes. stereotype. Do right? I? Do I really, Bob? Yeah, you do. It's only the second podcast you realize. What's that's his bullshit. stereotype? I don't know. Exactly. The, like just average white guy. Like he, I mean, you're not actually average. See, you're average white guy. You just called you average. People think I'm like this big bad whatever, and I'm like nobody I like fluffy that. rabbits and kittens and shit. Bob, nobody actually you thinks fuck that. Rabbits? Fuck rabbits. Did I say fuck rabbits? Yeah. Yeah, we're not editing that like out. Fucking I fucking rabbits I and kittens. Fucking rabbits. Oh, I like fucking rabbits and kittens and shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're Tremendous. a sick yes. bastard, This Baca. is why we do the now questions. Now it's a party. Yeah. So here's the thing. <laughs> okay. My friend, um, <laughs> what is the craziest encounter you've ever had with a wild animal? A grouse. The fuck is a grouse? A grouse is, this. is a bird. Like a, yeah, the bird's yeah. going on it's his head. Right there. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I think that's a it's pheasant. It's a small but... bird that lives in the... I encountered it in Whitefish, Montana. It was early morning. I was on my way down to a stream to do some fly fishing. And this gr- I had never seen a grouse, heard a grouse, didn't even know what a grouse was until this bird came out of the weeds and puffed <laughs> up to six times its size and Which charged is, me. can you explain Dang. what its original size is? The size of this table. Its- yeah, it's probably a... Uh, I don't think I can picture it. Probably a, a guinea fowl or... To, you know, Anthony, nobody, nobody knows what a guinea fowl is. Cool. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So like three, four. So let's pretend that nobody knows even what a bird. Is. So uh, the size of a basketball. Yeah. So the, the, a basketball bird, but it's still the same size face. Right. But then That's, it just <laughs> puffs itself up and oh, charges you. It looks like it's going to explode. It charged you. Yeah, it, it makes like this little call that it does or whatever. Please, but I think now what it weighs. I, I, I don't even. I can't even remember what it was. Because you just ran. You just, you just ran like a son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I did. Dang. I did. But anyway, that was it. That oh was my God. experience. I like that. that. Weirdest, all, right, all right, I would have loved to so, see that shit. Um, like that. So you're a rock and roll guy, right? You know, I, I've I've walked by the restaurant. On Another my, stereotype. It's not a stereotype. So here's the evidence. Um, so when I've walked from my car to the Glass Onion, your son plays in a band. Y'all would have them like rocking out on like uh, Saturday mornings. Like, oh yeah, in the restaurant practice. doing a little bit of practice and that sort of thing, which led me to the conclusion that uh, maybe you're kind of a rock and roll guy. Every time I've walked in there, I've heard a lot of. A little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of blues. You like like Southern rock. I know that like Derek, you had on your sign of Swig and Swine, Derek Trucks, please eat here. Yeah. When they were in town. I remember this. We have, we have four approved radio stations at Swig and Swine. We have Almond Brothers Radio, uh, Government Mule Radio, Tedeschi Trucks Radio, and Barbecue Blues. 
So Never now, is that a personal preference of yours, or is that something you think fits barbecue? Both. Both. Mm, okay. So he's fitting the stereotype. I am. <laughs> so with all that being said, any favorite pop stars? Pop? Oh, that's a great question. No. None. None. You've never listened to a uh, Justin Timberlake song and like find yourself kind of. Actually, along? I will say that the Justin Timberlake and the Tennessee Kids Netflix special is absolutely ridiculous. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to see it. What are the Tennessee Kids? It's his backing band. No, it was like the last tour he did. They they filmed it for Netflix, and his backing band is like a fifteen piece band, and these guys are just bad. Ass. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. JT, JT's good, man. JT was, is no he's joke. He's no joke. But it was, and I tell you, the thing that struck me most about this whole documentary was the way that he treated people. Oh, yeah? And that's the thing I took away from it. They followed him through every step of this last, so it was the second to the last stop of the tour, and they just showed him getting off the plane to the dressing room, you know, and every everybody that he encountered on his staff that entire cool. day was treated with just such respect that's so awesome. nice. and kindness. It really, that's what, aside from the guys being badass musicians, that's the other thing I took away. Mm-hmm. These Tennessee kids I've never heard of before, but all of them are, you know, badass musicians in their own right. But right. just the way he interacted with his staff really was a takeaway. That's super cool. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a couple of other just random uh, questions for you. I think that people, you know, I mean, we talk about restaurants a lot and we talk about you know um business and that sort of thing and i think people are interested in that but i also think people would be interested in uh what paranormal event you most likely think could actually be true bigfoot for real bigfoot. that motherfucker's real it's real yeah come on Whoa, no, no, well, not I, aliens so when i so i did kind of, i did send a couple of questions to get okay, a couple okay, answers okay. and um he did say bigfoot and i you know I thought well, maybe you, you were you've thinking, been out there and shit too, right? So you've been in no, there, but I, I mean, you look at Montana I, mean, I, I just think shit? about it's for paranormal sure, activity. I mean, Bermuda Triangle, don't buy it. No, nah. you know, Bigfoot, I buy it. So you yeah. don't buy it. Would you? Would you then get on a plane with somebody if they said they're flying through the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, yeah, I do shit. it all the time. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> I ain't getting sucked down with all them boats. <laughs> Y'all boys can keep that. So, uh, so, so Bigfoot. Right, so, right, no, right. no, I, I want to elaborate on this because our other co-host actually hunts Bigfoot, as you would notice. Oh, Jamie, yeah, truck. Jamie, what, friend um, of the friend of the show, Jamie, no. and co-host Jamie. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Friend of the show. He's actually in the Bahamas with yeah. the Bermuda Triangle to get there. I'm sure, right? He probably yeah. didn't. Um, yeah. he, that oh, he might. Made it. Uh, the Bermuda Triangle is causing flight delays. Probably, probably yeah, that's like why he's delayed. Might have cut off that day that he went. So Bigfoot. So like, no, my, my uh, no, it's a good question and a good answer because you said it like it's true. Not most likely. You said I believe it. Why? Why not? I see. Well, think think of all video. the paranormal activity <laughs> that you know. You well, can think of. It's, it's got to be the one that's most believable. Yeah, and, to, and just for, like, just in case we get some, like, people trolling us or this and that, of course, a paranormal event is something that ha- can't actually occur. So people use the idea of paranormal for, like, ghosts and things like that. But if it's actually occurring, um, it's, it's well, it is paranormal. It's not supernatural, but, like, this being cryptozoology, essentially, is what, you're, what we're going to say. Sure. So the, the Sasquatch, the Yeti. Yeah. So you think, um, you think it has stayed hidden the whole time? No, I think the sightings are real. 
No, so he has. He, no, he's, he's saying he's been signed. It's not. He's not. You say hidden from. No, like I'm modern saying like, science. how do you think that like it, it hasn't been discovered yet? That it's just good at like. How did the Unabomber hide in the mountains for so long? So yeah, that's what you're just saying like th- yeah. there's a small community of these things that can keep itself. No, there's just one. Oh, you think so? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one. I always pictured there's at least three. One. There's no, got to be one. like uh, I picture it like the Star Wars special in like 1979 <laughs> where they just kind of like live in trees and they're like, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, that's that's interesting to say that I I I personally I just can't imagine like the the stories that I hear about both. He's always doing something different, like something completely different. Like sometimes he's like, you know, shaking down a cabin. Sometimes he's running away. That video of him walking out, the the famous video, that sometimes one that he's chasing seen. people for meat sticks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the famous video. Do you buy he the famous video? The everybody knows the famous uh, Bigfoot video. Do you buy it? That video. I don't know which one you're talking about. The one where he's just like, you know, the trolls one where that out there, chopping he's like, through oh, that wood pile. You know, the yeah, it's like, video. yo, I'm Bigfoot. What's up? <laughs> that's yeah, that's him. That's the same one. No, he's an old guy. So. It's October. It's close to Halloween. What was your first Halloween costume? I had to check. Uh, actually, I had to call my sisters on that one. <laughs> Apparently, I was Batman. Damn right. shit, Early man. Nice. Now, which old, version uh, of Batman? The old I one. I don't think you know. I mean, the... Oh. Uh, Adam West? Just the... Yeah. Like the... The, oh, the, the original. The, um, the OG. The, the mask. The OG. The mask the, with the little elastic the, strings. Yeah, 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 the yeah, Kmart yeah. one. The, one that's, <laughs> the ones that all smelled the same? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it was Kmart. It had the, yeah. the black, like, plastic mask. Uh, eyebrows and thing. Great. Um, so... All right, you're on your on, on the road. You're or well, you're hanging out. You're having a couple to drink, and you're Ubering home. And you ask your Uber uh, to stop at a, a restaurant for a two a.m. drunk fast food order. What are you going to order? We're going to Waffle House. Yeah, we're getting a double order of hash browns, smothered, covered, chunked, and two eggs over easy on top. Hell yeah! Mm. All right, I respect that. I respect that. Good thing we have one right next to our house. Yes. <laughs> you want to go out to this? It's convenient. I gotta go to a fan. Damn, <laughs> I'll go with you. Yes. <laughs> so, Bob, you, you're not a you're not a Waffle House guy. Um, the, the one by me sucks. So, like, I'm not gonna go. I it's not. I'm not gonna go across town to get good Waffle House. You know, the one the one over here sucks. If anyone doesn't agree with that, I just never tell me to, what to order. I've never been to the one over here <clears throat> ever. And then, I, if I want that kind of food, I'll just go to IHOP. And there's one across the street. It's just convenient. It's mm-hmm. not like a. I just have never had the experience that everyone has had. I love it. Bob, what's your uh, 2 a.m. drunk fast food order? Man, it changes. Whatever's on the counter. Yeah. I mean, you get one version of it and like 10 of them to go. Yeah. My, I do, I do that exact same thing with my drunk food order. This is no shit. My actual drunk food order is uh, four huge burgers with everything, extra pickles and tomato from cookout. Nice. I've eaten two twice in my life so i've actually tried to eat three and i two is the best i can do same question my friend it's uh probably for me early bird chicken and waffles chicken and waffles or huh? early bird yep That's a good so, i gotta i gotta pass it on the way home it used to be alex's when i lived over there yep. i used to go to alex's yep so yeah, when I used to live in Greenville, so when you'd leave downtown, um, you would pass a Jack in the Box. You remember those? Mm-hmm. Anybody remember? We eating? never had them here, but I've been to them. No, they didn't make it this far south. I think the E. coli thing might have stopped yep. them around Columbia. But um, so I, you know, would drive home, and my order was two jumbo jacks with cheese, a large order of jalapeno poppers, Dang. 
a Coke, and fries. Mm. What's, it, what's a Jumbo Jack? A Jumbo Jack with cheese is, well, it's, it's a... Big Mac. It's a, essentially a big... It has mayonnaise, cheese, tomato, lettuce, and, and <laughs> jack sauce. With like an extra piece of bread, or <laughs> no? I, no, I would always. I would, that's how I would order it. I'd be like, I'd want a jumbo jack with cheese with extra jack sauce. Oh, just to they get a laugh. named that shit jack no, sauce. No, the reason why no, is the, guy, the guy that worked at the window Man just wanted to was, say it. He was always the same guy There's that worked no way there. They did that shit. He was he was um, a delightful, extremely extra guy. To be like, do you want that extra jack sauce? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, I do. Oh, I mean, that I was mean, his Bob, joke to they have me. Comeback sauce. Why would they not have Jack sauce? Jack comeback sauce, though, sauce Jack sauce. I mean, dude, fast food is extremely sexual, especially dude. at two a.m. That that fast food. I order. don't know. That, that's a whole. That's, that's a. <laughs> that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> yeah, there, we can edit it out. Uh, anyway, all right, y'all. This has been super cool. I think we're gonna um, hit up a word from our sponsors real quick. Uh, we still just have the one, but they're funding the whole thing. Uh, so big shout out to um, anyone, all of our sponsors. We would love to do this free of cost to us. All we're trying, we're just trying to break even, so we can come shoot the shit in my living room every week. Um, so let's roll this commercial. These 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 fine people. Burton Salty. It's a local condiment company brought to you by veteran-owned, female-owned Chris Miller and executive chef Bob Cook. The one and only condiment company out of the low country for all of your condiment needs. Make sure you visit Burnt and Salty on Instagram, Facebook, and any local packaging store that may carry it. Request it at your local grocery. Burnt and Salty, a company by a veteran, for a veteran, and for you. All right, let's. Uh, we're going to thank our guest Anthony uh, Di Bernardo for coming in. Did I pronounce that right? You got it, Di Bernardo. Anyways, Di thanks Bernardo. Anthony for coming in. Nice. Um, tell us where we can find you. Sure, you can find me uh, Swig and Swine on Facebook or Instagram at Swig Swine BBQ. Visit us at swigandswinebarbecue.com for all of your retail sauce needs or T-shirts or hats. Um, hit us up for Thanksgiving orders. We're ready to go for that. Uh, you can find us in West Ashley. 1217 Savannah Highway, Somerville, 1990 Old Trolley Road, or Highway 41 in Mount Pleasant out in front of Shipyard Park. Nice. Brad Adams, shout out, son. Where do we find you at? Yeah, so... You know it's in West Ashley. Always. A&A Insurance, uh, 1525 Sam Rittenberg. Um, locally, family-owned insurance company. We've been there 20 years, coming up next year. And uh, if you got any of your insurance needs, we can handle it. Um, you can also find me uh, on Instagram at the Driveway Pitmaster. We're new where to find me and Bab. We're here the same place every week. Thanks, y'all. Thank you. Word. Thank you. The show is produced by Lindsay Collins, art by Jesse Mead, and music by Adam McLean. <laughs>